we have an actual food non-heist. Well, we don't know yet. No, 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 no. We have food coming to us. It's the opposite I of know. a food heist. You're assuming she paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do the food heist while we're eating food that was unheisted to us. Okay. Did you pay for it, by the way? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All so, right. What do we have today? Okay, so we talked uh, a few episodes ago about kind of our childhood burger places. Yes. And I mentioned Millie's and Sugar House in Salt Lake City. And so today, my awesome daughter, Borg, I asked her to buy a bunch of it and bring it to us so that you could try it. You named your daughter Borg. Yes. You did that much of a Star Trek fan. Yeah. We all call her Morgan. Well, I mean, yes. Uh, I suppose but... she does have a real name. Mm. Yeah, so come on, bring us what you've got. We are now a mokbang. Okay. We are now a mokbang. This is this is like the YouTube <laughs> thing where people eat food. I need to get this out of the way. This is... Fry sauce. Okay. Because this is Utah. Because it's Utah. Clearly, we need our fry sauce. Have I told you my fry sauce story? No. So when we were growing up, my mom is from Idaho, and one of the places that claims to have invented fry sauce mm -hmm. is a restaurant called Arctic Circle, a local burger joint from Idaho Falls. And so there is an argument that fry sauce was invented in Idaho Falls. Okay. Not in Utah. Not in Utah. But there's a Utah restaurant that claims it, and there are various restaurants around the world that also claim it. But in the Intermountain West, ketchup and mayo... Fry sauce is a big deal. Yeah. When I was growing up, my mom would make this and put it on her stuff. And so my mom. Like homemade fry sauce. Homemade fry sauce. My mom, her nickname is the Goober. Mm -hmm. Everyone calls her Goober, including her siblings now. <laughs> many, many years. I've only ever known her as, you know. The Goober. I call her Goober all the time. Yes. That's um, how she was introduced to me is, as the Goober. Yep. We called fry sauce Goober sauce. <laughs> as kids. Okay. And I did not know it was called fry sauce, that such a thing existed till I came to Utah. And people were like, you want fry sauce? And I'm like, oh, goober sauce. Yeah, I'll have some goober sauce. <laughs> so That's awesome. All right. So, so do we not have fries for our fry sauce? Of course we do. It okay. Just, you got to give me time to pull them out. Okay. So I want to preface this. Okay. This is going to sound like I am dissing my childhood nostalgia burger place. I want to stress that this is a childhood nostalgia burger place. Yeah. And not one that I go out of my way to go to all the time. Okay. But, so, we have two things of fries. Okay. We have onion rings. Okay. We have two things of fried zucchini, it look, or I don't know what this is. But, yeah, fried mushrooms, fried zucchini, onion rings, french fries. We have... Six burgers, and we have two bacon burgers. Well, I'll take a bacon burger. There we go. Bacon burger for me. Have a bacon burger. Thank you very much. I will eat a bacon burger as well. And here are six burgers for everybody else. Can I throw them to you? Because that's really what I want to do. Okay, leave me one I can throw. Okay, Becky, here it comes. Oh. Adam blocked me. That was totally Adam's fault. Here, have some fries. Excellent, excellent. Set the fries over here, fries. Uh, do you want onion rings or fried mushrooms or fried zucchini? Can I have like... A little sample A little platter? sample. I don't love mushrooms, so let's just do some zucchini and some okay. onion rings. Here. I think that's what this one is, is 
Now, I don't love tomatoes. Should I take a bite just as the burger as it's prepared first and then take the tomatoes off? Am I free to I, take them? I would say yes. Yes, okay. Try a bite with tomatoes. Try, yeah. And then off you go. So yeah. we talked about this. It must have been in late August or early mm-hmm. September because I went to Fanex, which is Utah's big Comic-Con, early or halfway through Fanex, whenever it was, and so many people locally came up and said, I'm so glad that you shouted out Millie's. I love Millie's. But, yeah. Uh, that's that's a good burger. It's good for what it is. I will take the tomatoes off. Good, good for what it is. Will you pass me some um, napkins? So good for what it is by me means good for this genre of burger, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think we talked about it. There has to be a good hierarchy of burgers. Mm-hmm. And this tastes an awful lot like the other Utah local fast food chain burgers. Like, this tastes an awful lot like a Five Guys burger. Or not Five Guys. Uh, Five um, Guys is East Coast. A JCW's like burger. JCW's um, Arctic Apollo, Circle. Arctic local. Circle. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a chain. Millie's is just mm-hmm. a tiny little mom and pop place on the corner in my old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's. Super cool. I used to go there all the time. Have you ever been to Culver's? They expanded here. No, I've driven past it. We didn't have Culver's in Nebraska when I was there, but it tastes an awful lot like the Nebraska burgers. They're crumblier mm-hmm. patties. So that's a way to taste locally here if you want to taste more of a Midwestern burger. Okay. Culver's is from like Wisconsin or something. So. These are very similar. I'd call these the Intermountain West Burger. I've had this a lot. <laughs> Different from the California Burger, which mm-hmm. is the In-N-Out style. Yeah. It is very Intermountain West, mm-hmm. for sure. I probably said this last time we talked about burgers. Most of the fast food places, the first fast food places to come into Utah, were all owned by Greek families. Mm-hmm. So the classical Utah Burger is this, but with pastrami on it. Yep. And they also sell euros mm-hmm. at the restaurant and, and things baklava like that. and things like that. Yeah. It's awesome. So yeah, this that's doesn't what Apollo do... Apollo is, and there's another one that's the same as Apollo. Apollo and Atlantis and Crown Burger Crown and Burger. Burger Supreme are all mm-hmm. different flavors of the same idea. I don't know that I could tell this from an Apollo burger if I had it. Hey, that's pretty good praise. They're pretty good. Yeah. So most of those places either do their own pastrami on site or they're part of a big franchise that does it. So because this is a tiny little, it almost looks like a food stand, mm-hmm. they don't have the pastrami, but they have everything else. It's very Utah. How about the rest of you off in the darkness eating burgers? What do you think? Eh. Yeah. I knew Adam wouldn't like it. I would like to know your reasonings, good sir. <laughs> reasoning for knowing you wouldn't like it or yes. reasoning for liking this? Either. Yes. All of the above. Oh, what's your reason for knowing? Oh, is this my chance to publicly say that Adam is a bit of a food snob? (laughs) Adam, do you accept this appellation? I do. Okay. (laughs) And I wear it with pride. Though I like junk food too. Thing Uh, is, this is just dry. Having a brother-in-law who is a food snob means that it's actually a really great thing. Mm -hmm. Because I like high-end food, but I don't have a lot of time to go out to restaurants and so so he finds the high he end finds food them for you. and sends me to the places and he has never been wrong so awesome there you go i do think that the fried zucchini and the fried mushrooms are my favorite are they yeah fried zucchini is always just a little too squishy for me i'm very big on 
texture for food. Mm-hmm. And I like my zucchini crisp. Yeah. Well, they used to do the zucchini and spears, and now they're mm. doing these kind of just slices of them. Mm-hmm. It's also been driven for 30 minutes, that's and that true. will change quite a bit. That's a good point. I bet they're crisper. In fact, they couldn't help but Longer than 30 minutes, I've been told. <laughs> mm. So are you going to give us a food heist? Yeah. This is going to be our most dead air episode of Intentionally This whole episode ever. is going to sound like a Carl's Jr. commercial from the 90s. Unless they still do that. I don't know. Do they still do those commercials? No, but those were really interesting commercials. <laughs> oh, it can't recognize my face through the tangle of cables. Here we go. There we go. All right. So this happened very recently. This mm-hmm. article is from October 16th, and it took place in Georgia. Thieves stole 800 gallons of used Chick-fil-A oil. More oil thieves. Yeah. We reported on one of these a year or two mm-hmm. ago. This is a cartel now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think that that's interesting. It's kind of fun that it's expanding out. This is Athens, Georgia, northeast of Atlanta. And some of the fun things about this, first of all, is that we get to know how the value of recycling cooking oil, because they stole 800 gallons of it, which they estimate is about $2,000. And you could not buy 800 gallons of actual gasoline for Mm $2,000. So uh, that's pretty good. Everyone, recycle your cooking oil. Yeah. But second of all, here's where it gets fun. The thieves have stolen the used oil Mm -hmm. at least four times on a monthly basis. Okay. So So this is a true heist. clearly not paying good attention to yeah. their very commonly stolen food. And fooled then, me once. <laughs> can't be fooled again. What is yeah. that quote from him? Where Bush fumbled it? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so, and then the other thing, just to really hit home how great the security is, and also how great the writing of this article is, it says, the manager also said, in order to get to the oil, the thieves had to destroy a lock and heavy-duty chain worth $70 at least twice. Now, we have a very ambiguous language that we speak. There are so many ways to interpret they had to destroy a chain worth at least $70 at least twice. Is it worth $70 twice? It was actually worth 140 Did they have to destroy the chain twice? We all understood, Dan. Oh, no. There's so many different things that could be. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lock. It was destroyed at least twice. The same lock? Yeah. They put a new... As part of the same heist or consecutive heists? No. We all understand you're being intentionally obtuse. Okay, here. Yes, I am. Here's who they are. Okay. Repeat gang. Petroleum pirates? Mmm. What do you think? Um, The petroleum pirates. petroleum pirates? Does it count as petroleum if it's used cooking oil? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Can we portmanteau it into pyrotroleum? The pyrotroleum? Mm-hmm. Can we just refer to used cooking oil as pyrotroleum? Pyrotroleum, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Which is often used in conjunction with unobtainium. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then these people that steal it, I don't know. Like, if you just walk up with bolt cutters, cut a chain at least twice, and steal their oil at least four times, and they still don't know who you are, is that really a theft, or is that just cleaning up litter on the street? They've got a person inside. That's why it sounds so fishy. Mm. The security guard's in on it. He absolutely is. Yep. 
And he's like, no, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. They broke my lock. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> Why was it only twice? Oh, I didn't want to get my lock broken the other times. Oh, see, the Chick-fil-A manager called the police and said a U-Haul box truck pulled up to the fast food restaurant's dumpster where used fry oil is stored. I assume next to the dumpster or yeah. that they're misusing the word dumpster, but I, I'm not going to get into the language of this, apparently. Two men got out of the truck and took 300 gallons of oil. So, mm. yeah, they just watched it happen and apparently didn't know who did it or could not provide good descriptions of the suspects. Petroleum pirates, I mean, they're the real deal. The petroleum pirates stealing mm. pyrotroleum. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so. So what do you think of... Um, that's our whole episode. <laughs> that's all we got for you. We're going to chew now. What do you think of Five Guys? Five Guys? I actually really like Five Guys. Yeah? They have my favorite fries. Okay. I love the Cajun fries. I love that they give you absolutely inhuman quantities of them. Yeah. The burgers are good, but it's not my favorite burger. I what? love the fries. Right. Okay. Because we taught childhood ones, so we, taught, we didn't talk about local ones and things like that, or mm -hmm. chain ones. All right. I'm going to agree with you. Not my favorite burger, but a good burger. Mm-hmm. And good fries, really good fries. My first time having Five Guys was in the UK. Really? Yep. I was on tour. I'm like, oh, I've heard of this place. And I went in and they had peanuts and I love peanuts, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't get to have them often because I have a child who's allergic. So we try not to bring them in the house. Yeah. And I ate it. I'm like, this is really good. Like I was expecting what we're eating now. And yeah. I got a different category of burger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember... Our friend Eric Ehlers, mm -hmm. who was with us in college and worked on Leading Edge and yep. everything, he is from the East Coast, mm -hmm. and I remember him talking up Five Guys for years, and then we finally got one here in Utah, and I was like, oh, this I can see what he means. This is incredible. Yeah, it's the only one that that happened for, because Shake Shack, mm, yeah. you know, all the New Yorkers and their Shake Shack, and I'm like, mm -hmm. mm, it's fine. Yeah. Good shakes. But Utah got everything late. As you can imagine. So we got Shake Shack after everyone else already had a Shake Shack. No, no, no. You are imagining that because you haven't lived in the Midwest. Well, didn't they have Shake Shacks? Oh, Dan. They probably still don't have Shake Shacks. Oh, okay. <laughs> but in the Midwest, you have Steak and Shake. Okay. I think um, we have one of those in I Utah. never had a Steak and Shake you in Nebraska. Had I've shake? had it at other places. They don't have them in Nebraska. Really? They didn't when I was growing up. Okay. You've got to remember, Nebraska, Wyoming, Kansas... Like That's true. everything you're thinking about Utah is magnified by 10 for them, right? <laughs> okay. Utah is at the back end of the people who get things first. Mm hmm. And Nebraska is at the back end of the people who get things last. Okay. Right? Like. See, because I visually imagine them creeping across the continent. No, no, no. But apparently no, they don't no. do that. They skip. Okay. They go to California and then they, they bleed out of California into Utah. Okay. That's how these things go. Nice. So. Yeah, go ahead. So I was going to say, you guys both said Five Guys wasn't your favorite burger. Mm -hmm. I, I ranked them as like my favorite fast food burger. What's your guys' favorite yeah. fast food level They might burger? be my favorite fast food burger. Yeah, they probably are. I, I think, always feel like I'm eating an actual burger instead of something that came out of a freezer. That's probably still not true, but it tastes good. Like, my favorite burgers, there's a category above. So there's the 
cheap burgers, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're eating now. And this oh, is yeah. the top of the cheap burgers category. Mm-hmm. This is above McDonald's and any of the big chains, right? Yeah. Then there's what I would call the diner burgers, the greasy spoons. And Five Guys is, I feel like, in that category. It's like it's a restaurant, but it doesn't have a drive through And it's not really fast. And it's not really fast. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also not like a sit-down restaurant. And Five Guys is in that category. Or, you know, it's like it's on the borderline. It's like the highest of the fast food or one of the lower mid-tier of the greasy spoon category. Mm -hmm. Would you say? like What else would you put in the greasy spoon category? So, like, a lot of times if I go to, like, just a diner, like a New York diner. And get a burger. It's better than a Five Guys burger. Because mm-hmm. there's steakhouse burgers, which are just better yeah. than those, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are kind of like my three categories. Okay. It's like the fast food, the diner, the steakhouse. If you want to get the best burger in the world, you go to one of these really expensive steakhouse and you get something where they've taken like a filet and they've ground it with chuck and added in baking that's ground mm-hmm. together and they'll make a really good burger. But yeah. it's like... 50 bucks. You Mm -hmm. can't compare that at all. It's totally not fair. Mm -hmm. Something that was prepared by a chef instead Mm -hmm. of by a high school kid working Mm -hmm. his afternoon job is a totally different thing. Where would you rank like... Okay. So I would say I'm going to put into that diner category like Crown Burger that we talked about before. No, I I would put them in this, right? Well, I mean, they are. They have a drive-thru, so I Mm -hmm. suppose I can't say they're not fast food. But Crown Burger is a legitimately great burger. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, is it better than hmm. a um, Five Guys burger for you then? Given the choice between the two, it depends. The ideal meal for me would be I'm going to get a Crown Burger and then Five Guys fries. Because what I'll do is I'll go back and forth. Like all the ones in the same category, mm-hmm. the high-end versions, it'll vary based on the day. Crown Burger, JCW's, Five Guys, like... Five Guys is the bottom of the tier above, but it kind of blends in those. Five Guys, I think, is a better burger, but sometimes I want something. Like, these burgers, they tend to have the grilled flavor, the charbroiled flavor, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's just what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Or maybe I want pastrami on it or something like that. So. Yeah. Where would you put, because we don't really have diners in Utah. There's a handful of them. Yeah. But not a ton. We do have, and I often find the best place to get, like, wings or burgers or something in utah is often in a bar mm-hmm. yeah bar is that, burgers that we're going to call diner yeah, or make that in the diner okay yeah because yeah, mm-hmm. i've had some great bar burgers so the bar up at sundance has mm-hmm. an amazing burger really really great burger highly recommend that one it's actually butch cassidy's mm-hmm. bar of choice they got taken and transplanted to utah by robert redford <laughs> yes he moved it board by board as I understand, and really? just put it there, yeah. I thought that he just took, like, the staff. He took the entire building. I think he may have taken the building, but maybe I misread wow. that. Don't quote me on that, Internet. But... No, I'm, I'm going to quote you on it because oh, it sounds yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's let's pretend it's true. I mean, that's the sort of thing you do when you're a rich movie star, right? You're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to move this bar, the whole thing, mm-hmm. to where it's convenient for me. <laughs> Legitimately great burger. Okay. Up there. So if you are at Sundance... Hit the bar, and I think it's called the Owl Bar. In Sundance? I don't yeah, know. So, Up in Logan, where I yeah. used to live, which is very north Utah. I know what you're going to say. There's a bar there. It's called the Owl or something. The too. White Owl. Yeah. And we used to go there because I lived there for a year. 
working this job that everyone hated. And when it was time, we couldn't stand it anymore. We would treat ourselves to, Mm -hmm. we're going to go get wings at the White Owl. Mm -hmm. And one time you were up in Logan and you had heard me talk about this bar and assumed it was a nice classy place you could take like my mom. mom. Yeah. And I'm like, I, it was, it's not that. No. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can take my mom. Like, I was thinking about, like, the Sundance one. Mm-hmm. It's a bar that's a nice bar. You can go sit down. They have sit-down seating and things like that. Yeah. Uh, it's like, imagine the very upscale version of, like, a Chili's. Like, but Chili's is trying to ape being mm-hmm. these kind of nice sit-down bars that you can either go sit at the bar or you can go. And I thought the L bar might be that. It wasn't, so I actually haven't ever eaten there, but I've heard that it's really good. Yeah. You aren't the only one that says it's got fantastic food. It's it's pretty great. But. Okay, so you picked the tomato off your burger. Yep. What other ingredients do you hate on a burger? So I can't take raw tomato. Really? If I can pretend it's not there, I can do it. Like, for instance, I can pretend that salsa isn't raw tomato. Okay. But there is a <laughs> flavor of raw tomato that just gets me. So on a burger, I can take a bite and be fine, right? Mm-hmm. But raw tomato just gets me. That is interesting. Something about it. I'm in that same category. Something about it. And if I can pretend Man. it's not there, I'm fine. I'm surrounded by people who are wrong about things. Mm-hmm. No, if you don't like things, then you don't like things. I love tomato. Mm-hmm. One thing I say to my kids all the time is that tomato is the best part of any meal that has tomatoes in it. I Emily would fantastic. agree with you. And I, I also agree sometimes say more force, disagree mm. more forcefully. <laughs> I would say that I don't do blue cheese. Okay. Not one of my favorite things. And there's often blue cheese on burgers and on steaks. Not one of my favorite things. I will eat a wacky burger and things. People put in weird stuff on burgers. Koreans <laughs> love to put apples on their burgers. Oh, really? Um, yeah. it's a Like raw apple? Yeah. It's a crisp apple on the top. Okay. crunches when you eat it. That's kind of um, cool. But then in Korea, the burgers usually aren't 100% beef. It's usually got onion or soybean cut into it, mm-hmm. which used to be the case in America before. Before you know. we're not allowed to do that anymore. Yep. And so their burgers taste very different, but they're still good. I honestly like a pretty spare burger. If you're just going to let me pick, I'm going to mm-hmm. do burger, cheese, mayo, bacon. Really? Yeah. Not even like mustard. I'm fine with mustard. If my burger comes with mustard, mm-hmm. then okay, it's a different But when flavor. you get to make your own. When I get to make my own. Yeah. Huh. Oh, here comes Becky wiping down. Oh, thank you. Very uh very assistant-ish. Thank you, Becky. So Brandon, you <laughs> like your burgers pretty bare mm-hmm. of choice. Like if I were to choose like adding like a over easy egg or something is like the best way to level up a burger. Is that something that you would avoid? I would for avoid burger that choice or yeah. okay. Dan, what do you do for your like one topping added what's your one thing you look for my favorite thing to add to a burger and borg will back me up on this is peanut butter and jelly i knew it was going to be something incredibly stupid i had (laughs) i had a peanut butter and jelly hamburger in denver once and i was like this is the greatest thing i'm gonna have to try it now now. i do it all the time it sounds so stupid i don't think i can take it (laughs) like i have a brother-in-law who invented a word that i love it's called okay. suavery suavery sweet and savory sweet and savory mixed okay. together and there are certain suavery things i can take but too much sugar on something i think should be savory doesn't work for me it's the whole pineapple on pizza thing mm-hmm. which is you know 
not the abomination that people say it is. People like to like pretend like it's the big greatest offense. You can eat your yeah. pizza with whatever you want on it. Fine. But I don't like the mix of something salty and sweet. I love dessert pizzas and I like mm-hmm. salty pizzas, but the two mixed together. The combo together. of both. See, that's the thing about a peanut butter and jelly hamburger yeah. is if you just have a pure sweet jelly on it, like grape or something, it's no good. Mm-hmm. You need something really tangy. You need like a raspberry. Okay. Something like this that. This sounds awful. We're going to have to do it for the <laughs> podcast sometime. It really sounds just so gross. There's a restaurant nearby that serves hamburger with raspberry jelly on it. That's all right. I had it a couple and peanut weeks butter? ago. I don't think it's peanut butter. Oh, but well. if you want the best peanut butter burger in the area, it's Lucky 13 in Salt Lake. Do they also put jam on it? You can add jam if you want. Oh. I think that's an, an abomination to that burger, but... Well, <laughs> I know what we need to do next month. We need to have Borg go get us Lucky 13 burgers. Is that what it is? They also have the best fries in the state. Their, okay. their rosemary garlic fries are the best. Okay, that's a stake in the ground right there. So best fries in the state. The burger mukbang will continue. For that category. <laughs> oh, for that category, right. Okay. Burger mukbang will be back where we will try what... Adam says the best fries in the state for the category. And we will get both burgers with peanut butter and burgers without. And we'll like put jelly on some of them. Does that sound good? Do we need to get like several different places fries? Some crown burger fries, some lucky 13 fries. I love the idea of doing like a, a, a fry comparison. That's a great idea. We would have to time it perfectly because yes. fries are the one thing that's going to go soggy if it takes a long time. So what we need to do... Or get an air fryer. We do have (laughs) an air fryer. We do have Mm -hmm. one. But even better, we could send... Scar has gotten for me to write on when I'm running out of power, like an industrial-sized, this'll power a laptop little box (laughs) battery thing. Like the type that are too powerful to take, you know... On an airplane. On an airplane and things like that. He's got this, so if I go out and I write and I'm working outside, he can bring it to me, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We could send that with a heater for the fries, like in the back of the van, like a heat lamp, like a heat lamp <laughs> or, or like, you know, something like that. And we could, we could make Borg drive to each of these places and put them in the heat lamp and bring them back and we'll do our fry tasting. See, this is, this is such an important thing for our listeners to understand about Brandon Sanderson is that your first thought is not... Well, we will just go to Salt Lake so we're close to all the fries. Your first thought is, we will modify a van to put have a heat lamp in it so that the fries can come to me. Or we do a road trip. We find a van and we, <laughs> and we drive around and trip. we get fries. So we could do that. The problem is you can't then take one and eat it and compare it That's to true. the next one right next to it. Mm-hmm. So the comparison will be would be cold. Yeah. You ever had Salt City Burger Company in Salt Lake? I love Salt City Burger. It's a really good burger. They mix bacon in with they their They do. They beef. grind the bacon in, uh, which it's the first it's, time I'd ever had that. It's really good. First time I ever had that was with you. Oh, was it? Yeah. I recommended it after uh, we did a no, thing. No, we were at, I want to say it was a really early Story Makers or something. Okay. But then we went to have lunch. This was years ago. This was probably... 10 years ago or more. Then that would be the first time that I ate it. We went to dinner afterwards. It was you, Brandon Mull, James Dashner, and then me. Mm. (laughs) And I felt so, like, out of my element. Um, And they're all friends of mine. They're all, Mm -hmm. you know, people I've known forever. 
but just something about the conversation of three mega bestsellers and their plucky little sidekick. I went home and I was like, "This, uh, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> what, what am I even doing? <laughs> Have I told you this story before? No, I haven't. The, the, the slightly uplifting part of this story. Mm-hmm. I went home and I was sad. I like told my wife, I'm never going to make it. I am not a successful person because comparison is the thief of joy, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I was thinking to myself, well, I'm going to have to give up and I'm going to have to get a real job. And then my next thought was, if I get a real job, I'll have time for a hobby again. And then my first thought was, oh, good. Then as a hobby, I can write books. And then I thought, well, this is stupid. How about I just keep writing books? <laughs> so that's my first experience with Salt City Burger. But yeah, it's good. Did you ever eat at the training table? I did. I missed the training table. I don't think it was probably actually that good. It was not. But as a young college student, it was like the training table was in that same food category as Beto's. Mm. The we make a burrito for $3 and it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the size of a human baby. I've since bought those and been like, wow, this is not very good. But when I was in college, this yeah. was like... When you're in college and you're like, here's 3,000 calories for five bucks, yeah. I, I'm in. Yep. And the, you're open 24 hours, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. And a training table, is that a specifically Utah thing or do they have them other places? I think the company went under. Yeah. I know the company's gone now. So it was this place you went in and you called on the phone. Yeah. Every table had its own phone yes. to call the kitchen. There were no waiters or anything. And their whole thing was training table for like, um, that's what you call when you're in sports, particularly in college sports, mm-hmm. training table. They hang it on the doors to say, it's training table this day, meaning you can't go into the cafeteria. They're fixing yeah. the food for the athletes. And it's just, the restaurant was mounds of food, yeah. was the idea. And, and it was, was you know, the walls were covered with like old timey black and white photographs of baseball players and things. Uh, I used to think that was the coolest thing in the world that mm -hmm. you could order on a phone. I have very fond memories of it for that, you know, same reason (laughs) of they'll give you a mound of food and it's not very expensive. Mm -hmm. It probably was not very good. No, yeah, I I don't think it was. I mean, yeah. I look (laughs) back at that era and I'm like, when we discovered the drinks at the drive-in Sonic, we're like, these are so good. And now I look back and I'm like, oh. I've had those since, and then, you know. Mm, I remember when we were in college mm-hmm. and we were working on Leading Edge, we discovered that they put in next to the super cheap grocery store, Food for Less, right next door, they had a cheap pizza buffet. Yeah. And we were like, okay, I'm never <laughs> eating anywhere else ever again. We would hold staff meetings for the magazine there. We would hold parties there. And it did not take us long to realize this is the worst pizza that I've ever eaten. But also, I can eat like three pizzas for a couple of bucks. So College is a, it's a different time. <laughs> it's, an, it's an odd place. Yeah. Mm. So if you're ever wondering why I have this double chin, it's that all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. How's that, Ben? 